Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Dr. David Weisenhorn, our Senior Extension Specialist for Parenting and Child Development. Welcome, David. Thank you. It's good to be here. All right. Today's topic is going to be a a good one, especially for all those parents listening out there of what to do if my child lies. As soon as you said, here's our topic for today, I just kind of laughed. And you know this a little bit about me, David, is I'm a rule follower. If there is a rule, I do it. I have an extremely guilty conscience. So my mom always said growing up that she knew I would not lie and I wouldn't, but she said that I wouldn't always give the full truth. But if she directly asked the question, question. She knew whatever I was answering was the truth, that sometimes I just withheld until she asked the specific question that she needed the answer to. And that's very, very true because I felt like, well, she didn't ask me that. So I don't necessarily need to give her that information, but I would not lie. I've always thought that was funny. And I can see that in my oldest as well, as he kind of has that guilty conscience as well. Now, I think he's more forthcoming with information because he doesn't always think through like, oh, if I tell her this, um, you, you, you know, so he he kind of, he's more free with information than what I was, but I can tell he does have that, that just, it eats at him if he doesn't kind of come out with it. Now, our little girl, she does not, I mean, and this is where I'm going to ask, like, are there differences in the types of lies? Because she's a little like, I'll say, have we brushed our teeth this morning? And she'll say, yes, I've brushed my teeth. And sometimes I'm like, has she really brushed her teeth or not? You know, and sometimes I think she just tells me every morning she's brushed her teeth. And there's been a time or two, I know she hasn't brushed her teeth. I don't think she really processes that as a lie. She's just thinking, I don't want to go back upstairs and brush my teeth, right? So we got a lot to unpack about lies and it probably has to deal with more than my childhood and my children. So um, you kick us off with... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you think our great. listeners I, need to know about lies? I'm laughing over here. This is great. I was thinking <laughs> to myself when you started talking about your first son, I, I said, man, she she needs a liar in her life, right? Like that my I've got two and I've got very similar to your children. A lot of the topics that I speak on on this podcast and really uh, just in my day-to-day work are are based on the things that I experienced in my household. Right. So by no mm-hmm. by coming without experience in, in having a child that uh, commonly wants to stretch the truth, if we want to say that. But it's but that's the point of it. And I want to start there is that it's very common, first of all, for young children to lie. So first of all, the title should be, what should I do when my when, child? Not because exactly. it's going to happen, right? You know, it, it's one of those things. And, and I mean, not only is it common for children to lie, heck, it's common for adults to lie. And so understanding why children lie can help us as parents to better handle when they do, right? So one reason that young children lie is because they're beginning to understand the things of the world in a a dichotomy, that's this right and wrong. And that oftentimes puts them into one of two categories, which is good or bad. And a lot of times children do not want to see themselves as bad. And so they will 
oftentimes lie, which is the simple understanding that what they are wanting to do is to be a good person. And so there's a, a, a child psychologist by the name of John Piaget. Many, many of you may have heard this name at least once yes. in your lifetime. And uh, he studied child development and he proposed that children cannot mentally manipulate information until around the age of eight or older. So in other words, what he was saying is children do not lie with the intent to mislead or, or, or to be mischievous, but rather to avoid punishment or, or disapproval from their parent. So that's kind of one train of thought. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, I think with our daughter that 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 right there, what you just said, disapproval, she she's a pleaser and she does not want to disappoint anyone. And, you know, even even with the brushing of the teeth, you know, sometimes I think it's she doesn't want to walk back upstairs and brush her teeth. But I also at times think she doesn't want to disappoint me because she knows that the expectation is that she brushes her teeth, that she doesn't want to feel like she didn't meet my expectation. It doesn't want to disappoint me. And there's even been times that I know she's told me she's brushed her teeth and then she's gone back upstairs and brushed them, you you know, trying to, without me knowing, quote unquote, because I'm certain it was she did not want to disappoint me that she didn't meet the expectation. The, the parental disapproval is something that really hurts young children. And it, as a parent, it, this was really freedom for me to, to, to just share what I shared with you. When, when I gained that knowledge, I have an eight-year-old boy and he lies, it seems like all the time to me. And, and I, I can't quite understand why. And I, like you, I really have a high expectation of honesty. And and I really work my life to do that, to to try and be an honest person in all things that I do. And so I want that instilled in my children as well. And so having a child that tells me all sorts of, of tales can feel frustrating because my fear becomes, I don't want this to become a habit. So if I have parents out there that are hearing this and they, they, they have a child that's continually to tell them or stretch the truth or tell them lies I want to remind them that I think it is the underlying issue of what we're talking about, Jennifer, is that they do not want the parental disapproval. They are working hard to be good. And a matter of fact, last night I had this conversation with my son and I told him, I, he, I said, hey, making bad choices doesn't make you bad. And he stopped and he said, what? Really, dad? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. I said, everybody makes mistakes. Like we, we oftentimes don't always know what full understanding of what we're choosing to do, but we can make bad choices, but that doesn't inherently make us bad. And what I watched him stop and process that for whatever small process he has, the ability to right. has. But it really keyed me into what we're talking about right now. I was like, ah, oh, Piaget was right. Like, <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, it was awesome. It was my own little home experience. And so that's one set. And, and we may have listeners talk, listening right now that say, okay, well, that's great. But I don't have an eight-year-old. I've got an 18-year-old. Right. And, so, and I was getting ready to ask that question well, of, of, you know, when we move past, you know, what we call stretching the truth or the white lies or, or you know, whatever that may be that kind of little kiddos do, when does this become a concern and how do we handle it? And what if it is my 18-year-old? Well, there, so there are two, two other researchers by the name of doctors, Forehand and Long, and they said that they feel like lot, children's lies typically fall into two categories. They're either a tall tale, which we probably all know what that is. Yeah. Right? The tale is like 
the uh, typically exaggerated experience that possibly captures what the child wishes would have happened, right? This type of lie oftentimes is the child's inability to tell the difference between their own imagination and and what really happened. I like that statement, capturing what the child wishes had happened. Yeah. That's that's a good statement. For instance, I'll give you an example of that. My son, again, my son, he, his best buddy lives four or five houses down. And so he came running home one day and he was all winded when he got in. I said, everything okay. And he said, dad, oh gosh, you know, he's like, these people were chasing me. I'm pretty sure they were going to kill me. And I'm like, we don't live in that. We live in a very nice neighborhood. Hardly anybody comes down the neighbor uh, down the street. So this idea of like people chasing him and 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 probably going to kill him was far from the truth. And so one of the things as a parent we can do is try to hear what they're saying and insert some some reality back into that statement. It's like, wow, well, I'm glad you ran fast. I'm glad it, that you felt when you felt scared that you 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 knew what to do. But I said, I doubt anybody's trying to hurt you, buddy. And, and so that whole idea of just trying to reframe what's happening kind of helps that tall tale piece. But then the second part, the second category is that avoid or gain. And now we're starting to see maybe the bit of a difference when it comes to, to maybe older child. So the second type is one, they're either going to avoid something or they're trying to avoid it or they're trying to get something, right? So I got a few pointers that we can talk about as to what might help when addressing a children, uh, our children after they've told a lie okay. that older that are in that. Does that sound, do you have questions before we yeah, do that? Nope. Nope. Okay. So the first thing is what we all, what, what I learned in, and maybe some of you learned too in, in a first aid setting, right? When there's a crisis, the first thing you do is stay calm. So that's it, parents. Right? Stay calm. Stay calm. Yeah, don't it's freak important. out. Don't freak out. Like don't don't fly off the handle. It's important to stay calm so your child knows that you can calmly let them know that lying is wrong, and it's not going to be accepted in the household. But you want to avoid calling them tell like avoid calling them a liar. You don't want to shame them too much. Be sure that if you are like me, these explanations can get lengthy. So don't, don't, don't go long. Keep it simple, right? Just let them know, hey, we don't do that. One or two sentences are usually suffice. And you simply say, hey, telling the truth is important. And that's what we do. So you first, you do that. Second thing, which I kind of jumped the gun on is to avoid the shaming, right? So it's important that if, it, it, if that child is lying, that they know they already feel shame. They're already feeling shame because they're trying to avoid something. So shame is what they're carrying. So for us to continue to tell them they're a bad kid or don't do that, it furthers that shame and ultimately can damage your relationship. So letting them know you're disappointed in their behavior is appropriate, but do not call him or her a liar. The third thing I would mention is that we should celebrate truth. And I I know I've said this on some (laughs) other things. I had a, I had a, uh, a catch your child doing good campaign that I was trying to get started in a lot of households. And just this idea of instead of pointing out the things that they do wrong, we need to celebrate the things that they do right. Um, because that's possibly that's more, point. so much more important, right? A lot of pet owners know this, like positive reinforcement with animals is, is the most appropriate way to train and the quickest way to get them to do the right thing. It's very similar with children. So be aware that when your child tells the truth, celebrate it. Children are more likely to repeat a positively rewarded behavior. 
and acknowledging the difficulty of child experiences and telling the truth and express your gratitude and your pride because he or she chose to be honest. And one of the things that you could do there, perhaps, and it's up to the parent to do this, is to maybe reduce the consequence or provide a second try. So I know it's been difficult when I've caught my children and said, hey, listen, I know that's I know, I know you did this. And then they came back and said, dad, I lied. I'm sorry. It's easy for me to it, it would be easy for me to kind of nail them down and, and double right. down and just hand it to them. But the reality is, is once they've acknowledged that they've come back and honestly confessed it, it could be a really benefit. It could be a big benefit to just you want to reinforce the positive behavior that they just demonstrated. Yeah. Even if what they did was wrong, when they tell the truth, sometimes we can reduce the sentence. So that's part of that celebration of truth. The fourth thing I'll share is to be consistent. As with most parenting practices, consistency is a great educator. So handling a child's dishonesty can be difficult and can even provoke a parent to anger, but having a consistent consequence can alleviate emotional response that may get out of control. So thinking through this, parents, prior to the lie, thinking about what consequences are. This is also good in doing this in your home when you talk about what the rules are. If one of those is being honest and and telling the truth, then we need to maybe preemptively decide what that consequence would be before it actually happens. And this is good practice when it comes to really most of the things that we expect of our children. If those expectations are clear prior and and beforehand, it reduces a lot of that emotional blowups that can happen in the, you know, the threats to, to ground them for the rest of their life kind of deal. So consistency is key. And then the last thing, and I'm, uh, and people are going to be like, oh, they're going to eye roll. I can, I can almost hear them, but it's, it's be the model. We've all lied. We may even tell little white lies from time to time throughout life. Maybe it's simple smudging of our age or stretching the truth on how hard we work to prepare dinner. Yeah, I mean, my daughter may think that I'm 26 years old and that I never get any older. Every year on my birthday, we just celebrate 26 every year. Yeah, absolutely. So telling your child child that you too have lied can be helpful by reducing the shame. But more importantly, modeling honesty and avoiding white lies has a a very major impact on children and can really be beneficial in their attempt to curb lying. You know, David, I want to circle back. One thing you said about remaining calm, I've noticed that as we have navigated through the teenage years and, you know, everybody's teenager is completely different. But that's been one thing that I have constantly told myself of whatever comes out of his mouth, be calm first. (laughs) Uh, You you know, to, to really kind of no matter how panicked or upset or whatever it may be is to try and respond calmly first because that first reaction really, really sticks with them. And when he'll go to activities or or whatever, his friends always kind of laugh at this, but you know, especially if he's in public and there's another group of boys around, you you know, kind of when, when I leave, I kind of always say, you know, don't do anything stupid today, um, which is really my way of saying, love you, bud. But I'm not going to say that in front of his yeah. friends. And he knows that's what it means, too, of like, don't do anything stupid today. But also, I want it to be like the last thing in his head of, 
told her I wouldn't do anything stupid today, but I'll tell you a real, a real quick story. Cause I know we, we don't want to get too long on these, but he does a lot of camping and backpacking and he had gone on a, on a backpacking trip. I got a text from him at 1230 in the morning, one time that said, I've done something stupid. And so I was asleep when the text came and that was it. That was all he said. So then like at six o'clock in the morning, when I see the text, you know, it's this, it's probably good that he was out sleeping somewhere else because it's this panic, you know, that just sits in. So I'm like texting him back at 6 a.m. Of course he's asleep, you know, and I had to take a step back long enough to say, okay, he's alive because he texted me. right? Right. And it's, it, it, but it, you know, so now, now we have the, I greatly, and that was when I saw him and I did get a hold of him on text before I saw him, but I said, you, I need to know what you did before I find out what you did, you, you, you know? And so he came clean, but I felt like I had some time to prepare because he had sent me that text that the whole time I was saying, whatever it is, you're just going to be calm. You're going to be calm. You're going to be calm. You're going to be calm. Yeah, there, um, but, stupid, I, as stupid things in your head could just be as long as your leg, right? I mean, exactly. Is, well, yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, and what he had done was stupid, but it wasn't near what I had dreamed up in my head. So <laughs> now we have the, I said, I truly appreciate you texting me to tell me that you had done something stupid. If I do not respond and it is the middle of the night, please follow up with a text that says, I am fine. My friends are fine. No one's in jail. Uh, Yeah, right. right, Like, give me some details. So until I get a hold of you, like, I'm not just... Well, kudos to staying calm. And that, you know what? And that's to, to a lot of the parents that are listening. That is such a critical piece and, and difficult. So I will not make it sound as if that is easy. That is not an easy thing to do. No, I was not calm to my husband. Like I was like, (laughs) you know, but to him, to him, it was the calmness that, that he saw behind the scenes. There was no calmness, David. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that calmness can really, the, the thing about it that and why it's so good is it can really reduce the defenses of your child, especially if you have a teenager. One of those things, those resistant pieces, like when I press on you, you naturally press back. That's just kind of what we do naturally. It's the way we're built. And so to press in and to start really getting angry and blow up oftentimes causes an explosion from the other side. So that being calm, sometimes sitting down with that and reducing their size, like putting them above you even can really throw them off the key. So it can really keep them, keep them off balance a little bit. And I know that sounds like we're in, we're jockeying for, for position here, but that really helps in that conversation of reducing your size, reducing uh, your voice, helping reduce your breathing and your heart rate. All of that can help you from making dire mistakes. So, yes, what a great example of staying calm. And we could talk more about that, but we won't on this. <laughs> we won't because, because you know they're already going to edit us down. That we way, we way extended our time period. <laughs> David, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT 
at uky.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local Extension agent for Family and Consumer Sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.